I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a very good afternoon. I hope everyone had a good weekend. Good to have you here on Listen App. Would love to get your feedback on whatever you want to talk about today. Uh, Kings tomorrow will take on the Thunder. Shea Gilgus-Alexander has been ruled out. And now De'Aaron Fox with a wrist uh, injury is questionable for the game tomorrow. All right. So his left wrist, I think probably from his fall. And so he is questionable for the game tomorrow. But Shea Gilgus-Alexander is out. So keep that in mind. I, I don't think Oklahoma City can beat Sacramento without Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I think even if Fox doesn't play, I still think the Kings will win this game tomorrow. But that certainly changes the equation around uh, tomorrow. Sacramento is in a really good position right now with a five-game lead in the loss column over all the other teams uh, except Phoenix four games back. But, you know, the Clippers five, Dallas five. I mean, Kings are going to have to fall flat on their face not to have uh, a home court in the first round of the playoffs. So anyway, it's good to have you on. And if you want to talk about that, we can do so or anything else in the world of sports. I'm happy to uh, take your phone calls uh, right here, but really a storybook weekend for Sacramento, you know, Friday night, it was such an amazing game with the Kings and the Clippers, you know, to think that they would win a game 176 to 175, you know, a double overtime thriller. And then last night, Obviously, uh, following it up with a uh, – and I don't think the Kings played great last night. I thought they played well. You know, I thought they had a B game. They didn't have an A game. They didn't uh, – they turned the ball over 19 times. They missed free throws. But without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, really there's no way that the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to stay on the floor with uh, Sacramento. They're just not. You know, the Kings are going to outscore them, and uh, they're not going to have too much of a – a problem doing that. So we got that that uh, we can discuss uh, tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll debut the pregame show over on YouTube. Ryan is going to go solo on the pregame show, and then I'll join him for the halftime uh, and the postgame show. That is coming up tomorrow. Really looking forward to that. All right, let's get some phone calls going here uh, as we get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing okay, Grant. I, I got so, so much snow, I couldn't get the Kings game, so I had to watch. I had to kind of follow it online, and of course, I got oh, you, wow. you and Ryan. So I have no it, so much snow. I have no satellite TV. <laughs> oh wow! Wow. But I got, I, got inter, I got internet. I can hear you, and uh, I followed you know. But I did get to watch the double overtime game. Thanks to that, what a thriller! What a nice thing to be on the winning side of. Years ago, 
we, we don't win games like that. You know, it, it's always nice yep. to go, you know, and then, uh, so did you hear what happened to the Clippers though? They got the triple whammy. What happened to the Clippers? Well, they lost to the Kings in double overtime. They lost to the yep. Nuggets in overtime and their plane yep. got hit by lightning. Oh, well, you know, planes get hit by lightning all the time. That's not that big of a deal. Um, but that is, uh, you know, they lost They lost two tough games. I mean, Denver is the best team in the West. And for Sacramento, I mean, that game could have gone either way. I mean, the fact that they gave Paul George, you know, a minutes restriction as that game went on obviously factored into it. But, you know, again, you take all the breaks you can get. You ever been on yeah. a plane before they got a hit? You ever been on a plane before that got hit by lightning? No, I have never. And I know you've flown. I've that, that's why, I mean, I'm even surprised. I mean, you just said it happens all the time because, I mean, you've been on. I mean, how, how does it feel? What what's what what, what happened? Uh, it depends. A lot of the times you don't even know it. And then sometimes we were landing. Uh, we were flying to India uh, on a charter plane and we were on approach into the London area not Heathrow, but one of the other airports. And we got struck by lightning and it was a loud bang. And I loved it. Cause I knew I was, I was actually looking out the window and I saw the flash <laughs> and everyone freaked out. And I was like, going, Oh, this is freaking great. We just got hit by lightning. <laughs> and when we were uh, on the ground, they had to do a uh, exterior uh, inspection of the plane. Right. So they were up on, you know, scaffolding and stuff to, you know, check out the fuselage to make sure that everything was good. But no, I love it. I, it was great. I knew, I knew, I knew instantly what had happened. And for, there were a lot of people that were very startled on the plane and were freaking out. I'm like, Oh, freaking relax. We got hit by lightning. It's not a big deal. Does you know? It, and, um, is it a big, you know, bang? People, is it a big bang? Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a, it was a big bang. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But, you know, again, planes, if if planes got brought down by lightning, uh, yeah, planes would not be able to fly because you now that there have been there have been uh, incidents of damage from lightning. But again, planes are meant to deal with that. So, oh. well, yeah. I learned I learned something today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks to Grant. Look forward to hearing uh, Ryan on the the new uh, yeah. the new show. And uh, and one of these days, I'm going to have to get me a T-shirt. As soon as it gets on your website, uh, yes, uh, get the T-shirt when it gets on your on your website. Thank you, buddy. Uh, you take care. Be safe up there in the snow. All right. Thank you. Bye bye. All right. Take care. I say that because you know if you're not used to being around snow, you know you think, oh, no problem. No, be careful. You know, be careful. All right, let's move along to Zach. Hello, Zach. Welcome to the program today. Grant, how about that? Ten games over five hundred. I don't. I have never had to been able to say that in my life, as far as like watching the Kings. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, right? It's been a long time. I think it's been since two thousand and four, I believe. Yeah, because I didn't like really start watching uh, Kings games until like maybe two thousand eight or so, like more closely. And you have never experienced that. That's right. You've never, never experienced ever. ten games over five hundred. That's right. And then, so I just had a couple of questions. Like, I mean, you know, first, like that Clipper game that was insane. Because here's the thing: 
I wasn't even supposed to watch that. I was actually supposed to go hang out with a friend that Friday, but then plans got canceled. So I was like, well, I watched the game. And boy, I couldn't have been happier that the plans with my friend got canceled. I was like, got to witness history. That was an amazing game. I just wish that you were calling that game, though. Well, you know, I, I certainly would have enjoyed calling that game, but uh, it's one of the great things about going to sporting events. You never know what's going to happen when you go to a game, and that's the beauty of sports. You just never know. You could go to a game, and like, you know, the folks that go to the Clippers game that were there and now were going, wow, I was at one of the greatest games ever played in the NBA. You know, so that's that's the beauty of sports. And, uh, you know, as far as, like, the upcoming next two games, I mean, I think, like, obviously you want to win OKC, but then – I think the Clippers game is actually pretty big because, you know, if we win that game, we obviously create more separation. But I think most importantly, we hold that tiebreaker. So we, for some reason, you know, end the season yep. with the same record. That that could be crucial. It is huge. Uh, that game on Friday uh, could solidify really home court advantage in the first round. There's no way the Clippers are going to catch the Kings if they lose on Friday. No way. Not happening. And you think, okay, like with the Clippers, like I was watching them against Denver, like it almost seems like with that team, it's like they just have chemistry issues. Like they they have all this talent. They have like obviously three future Hall of Famers, all this talent, a coach has won a ring. Like do you think chemistry is just their biggest deal? Because it's like you would think a team like that with all that talent should be like right there with Denver. It's just mind-boggling. Well, they lost. Did, did they not? Did they lose in overtime to Denver? Yeah, but like I think. Okay, so they were right there with the number one team in the West on the road in Denver. Is that like, am I missing something here? No, no. I mean, I'm just saying like their overall record, but obviously Kawhi's been out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But their overall, you're right about that. But they're they haven't been on the floor together a lot, and I think most people, and again, I'm not one of them, but most people feel that once this team gets ten or fifteen games under the belt of all playing together that they are as good as any team in the West. I don't personally believe that, but I do believe that could be a very difficult out, very formidable opponent. That That is for sure. And then back to that Clippers-Kings game, like I saw on Twitter via NBA Central that because of that oh, double overtime win by the Kings, they're saying that Adam Silver can now change rules in the upcoming season that would have a target score for in overtime. Like that's ridiculous. What is going on with this guy? Again, I'll believe it when I see it. I saw some of the reports on that too. Um, I, I don't. That doesn't make any sense to me, Zach. That makes absolutely no sense to me. BS. That's all I got. Thank you, buddy. You take care. I. I don't know what would be wrong with having another game that could be in the one seventies. I mean, I would think that's something that people would. They're going to be talking about that game for years. So you know, I don't know. All right, if you want to get in on the program, it's easy to do. You hit your hand icon, and we'll put you right up on stage. Let's get to Connor. Connor, welcome to the program. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, Connor. What's up? Well, I just wanted to start by talking. I don't think we've talked since the big game Friday. I mean, like Zach said, I mean, I'm in the same boat as him, never seeing something like that with the Kings being 10 games over 500 and witnessing a game of, that magnitude. I mean, it was quite special. Yeah. You know, you could be watching basketball for, you know, 50 years and may never see a game like that again. Yeah, it was awesome. I mean, right now, I mean, the Kings are in a great situation. I mean, they're playing, I don't know if 
you would agree that they're playing the best basketball of the season, but they're definitely up there with the win against the Thunder and the Clippers and Blazers. I mean, if they can beat the Thunder, which I expect, and then if they can beat the Clippers, I mean, that's definitely the best basketball that they've Yeah, I don't know if they're playing. I don't, I don't know if I would agree with you that they're playing the best basketball of the season. Portland waved the white flag, all right? So that you, you, can't, you can't gauge anything on that game. Uh, the Clippers game was a big-time win. And then they took on an Oklahoma City team that's a non-playoff team without their All-Stars. So I don't know if I would agree with you that the Kings are playing their best. We will find out, uh, though, because the schedule is pretty daunting here coming up. So we'll, we'll, we'll find that out. Again, no Gilgus Alexander tomorrow. So I, I don't, I'm not so sure I would agree with that. Coming into the All-Star break, you wouldn't say the Kings were playing their best basketball of the season. And to me, the fact that you won – two of three games against bad teams doesn't change that. The Clippers was a big-time win, yes, but I, I'm not so sure I would agree with you that they're playing the best basketball of the season. Yeah, and then speaking of the Blazers, I mean, how about Damian Lillard? What a player he is. What a performance, 71 points. I mean, he's got to be up there for one of the best scorers in NBA history. Well, and again, he didn't play against Sacramento, all right, coming out of the break for whatever stupid reason because they said rest. That makes a huge difference. So. You know, he's a good player. We know that. Actually, he's a great player. We know that. And when he's on the floor, Portland has a chance to win. And when he's not on the floor, they really aren't a team that has a chance to win. So he's a special player, Connor. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He is a special player. Yeah, and what I wanted to ask you about that was, I mean, I listened to Lillard's post-game interview and stuff. I mean, he said the Blazers, and he's trying to help them win every game they can to make the playoffs and stuff. I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me after he and Jeremy Grant rested against the Kings a couple of days before. I mean, yeah, but it's not their choice. They don't make those decisions they're, they, That's not a decision that they make. That's a decision that's made by, you know, the management and the coaching staff. That's not made by the players. I, I can't imagine Damian Lillard did not want to play in that game. Um, that's just, it's the players don't make those decisions. Yeah, I mean, obviously this has become a big problem this year more than ever with the load management yes. and resting and all that. I mean, another thing I saw was, I think, Alperin Sengun of the Houston Rockets. I mean, I think he's arguably their best player along with Jalen Green. I saw that he was benched for almost yep. the entirety of the second halves in their past two games. Yep. I mean, Adam Silver is just fine with all this, and he's okay. Yeah, he is fine that. with that. Yep, he is. Didn't you hear what he said during the All-Star break? He doesn't think load management's a problem. Yeah, he is fine with that. And that's, you know, he's fine with everything. He doesn't, he has no backbone. He's not running the league anymore. Adam Silver, to me, has really dropped the last few years in terms of a, uh, how, how do I want to say this? I don't know about credible. That's not the word I'm using, but his, uh, I don't know, his grade to me has fallen considerably over the last couple of years as commissioner of the NBA. I think the game is deteriorating under his watch. Yeah, I mean, I think now it's pretty safe to say that Adam Silver is ruining the NBA. I mean, I saw his comments about adding a target score in overtime. I saw some people were talking about that on your it's YouTube show. I mean, what is this guy doing? I mean, I don't understand, like, does he expect people to not, or to not get any backlash from stuff like this? I mean, I just don't get it. Again, he's not running his league. Uh, he's a puppet. You know, he's become an NBA puppet. It's very apparent. And I, he's getting criticized now by, you know, a lot of people that would not criticize him normally. And I think it's justified. He's a puppet. He's an NBA puppet. That's what he is. He's a puppet commissioner, which in all fairness, so is Roger Goodell. He's a puppet commissioner, too. 
Yeah, and then last thing, I mean, it's almost March, almost time to turn the calendar, so that means it's college hoops time. So yeah. I'm really excited for that. There hasn't been a lot of talk about college basketball and stuff. I mean, I understand because March is really all that matters when you get the conference tournaments and then yes. obviously the big tournament. But I'm really excited. to. I mean, it's basketball time with the NBA playoff races and college basketball. I mean, it's a really good time after football just ended. Do you have a favorite in college football? Do you have one team that you follow more than any? And do you have a team that you think is just a little bit better than the rest of the pack? Yeah, I've been a UConn fan my whole life. My parents both went to college there, so that's my team. Oh, wow. I mean, they're pretty good this year, and they've they've won some championships throughout my life, so that's really cool. In terms of teams to win it all, I mean, I agree with Sean. I mean, Houston's definitely one of the best teams in the country with how good they are in defense and stuff. But, I mean, people talk about Purdue. They've been at the top for a lot of the year, but, I mean, they've been really kind of Jekyll and Hyde lately, and I don't really trust them to go deep in March. They usually – exit the tournament pretty early in the last few years. Yep. I'm very, very good friends with uh, the announcer that was there for UConn during all of their glory years with Jim Calhoun and their national championships. And uh, Joe D'Ambrosio was the announcer for UConn for all of those uh, championships. And so it was great reminiscing with him when I had him on my podcast about that. And obviously when we are together, I worked with him at ESPN radio back in the late nineties. Great, great guy. But so, yeah, I, my uh, niece also went to UConn and I've always liked UConn. I've always followed them in basketball too. Part of it is the proximity to New York. Obviously, you know, growing up in New York, there are a lot of St. John's fans. I wasn't really necessary. I wasn't, I didn't have one favorite team. You know, I just like really good college basketball. I used to go to, uh, a lot of the games at Madison Square Garden that my dad would take me to of college basketball. I, as I, I remember watching Pete Maravich come in for the holiday festival when Pete, Mar- Pete Maravich played at LSU. And he came out before the game at Madison Square Garden and put on a dribbling exhibition for the crowd. And they went nuts. I'll never forget that. So, yeah, college basketball is great. I, I enjoy watching it, particularly as we hit the calendar of March. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, Connor. No doubt about it. Yeah, one more thing, I mean, about UConn. I mean, I've never really been too much of, like, a women's sports person, but, I mean, the UConn women's basketball team, I mean, yep. they're as fun to watch as anybody in the last, like, couple decades. Yeah, the only thing I'm not crazy about, Gino, uh, you know, he runs up to score on opponents all the time, and I'm not a fan of that. And I, I'd like to see some of the reserves get on the floor a little bit more uh, than he plays them. So, you know, I, I don't know what the – you know, if you beat a team by 30 or beat a team by 80, I mean, what's the difference? I, I, that's the only thing I don't like. But, yeah, UConn is a powerhouse in women's college basketball. No question about that. Yeah, it'll be fun to see you in the next couple of weeks. That's all I got today. Go Kings. All right, Connor. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, hit your hand icon, and we will put you right on. Don't forget, tomorrow, pregame, halftime, and postgame over on YouTube. Ryan and Sacktown will be doing the pregame. I'll be on at halftime uh, and post game. And again, I want to thank those of you that are listening right now. We have now eclipsed 30,000, 30,000 viewers for the post game show on Friday. All right. Think about that. Over 30,000 viewers on the various platforms that we are live on. That means YouTube live, Facebook live and Periscope, over 30,000.
thousand. So for that, uh, I say thank you very much. I'm speaking on behalf of Ryan too. Uh, you all are the freaking best, and I'm I'm really believe as we get closer, um, I think we can hit fifty thousand. You know, for the playoffs. All right. I, I really believe when we get towards the end of the season and into the playoffs, I really believe we can hit fifty thousand for our shows. I really believe that. All right, let's get to uh, Eli. Eli, welcome. How are you today, Eli? Hey, Grant. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling the show. Sure. So in light of your successes you've had on uh, the 30,000 plus viewers on your streams, have you had any um, unexpected feedback recently from maybe somebody that came out of the woodwork from the last two years or someone from the Kings organization? Or, you know, someone you haven't heard in a while where you're like, wow, I didn't expect to hear from that person. Nope. Nope. I haven't heard from anyone that uh, would be unusual or unexpected. So no, people know what I'm doing. I mean, listen, you know, everyone in Sacramento knows me. Everyone in Sacramento is aware of what I'm doing. And I guarantee you, everyone's taking notice of how many people are watching uh, the programming that I'm putting out. So that's Mm. all good. Hey, competition's good, right? Competition is good, but I've been very open about this. Mm -hmm. My plan is to you know, take over the market again. That's my goal. And I'm going to get there and I am going to, you'll see, it's going to happen. I'm, yeah. That's my goal. That's what I want. And it's going to happen. And I'm very, very, I'm, I'm more than happy. I'm ecstatic with how well the shows have been going on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just ecstatic with it. Yeah, a lot of us are too. And I'm excited to see what happens once your shirt is all around uh, the arena, you know, once the presence yes. uh, continues to grow. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And I will let you know and others that may be just joining us in the last couple of minutes, all my merchandise is going to be available on my website very soon. Like, I mean, real soon, if you don't like that.com. And as soon as it's available, I'll let everyone know. And then, boom, you click on the link on my website and you order what you want and uh, you will have what you need getting ready for March and April. So I appreciate that, Eli. Thanks for the shout out on that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. So real quick, just about the Kings. Um, so obviously, yeah, they're 10 games over 500, which is fantastic. So I think at this yep. point, to have a winning record, they just need to go 7-15 and 15 the rest of the season. Obviously, they should be able to do that. But They sure should, sure. They yeah. I don't think they need to do much better than that to get a sixth spot, like maybe two games better than that, like nine and 13. Yeah, I, Eli, I can't imagine them not being a top four team right now. They have a five yeah. game lead in the loss column in that department. That's with 22 games left. A five game lead in the loss column is a lot. I mean, that is a substantial lead uh, in the standing. So I, I'd be surprised right now, Eli, if they don't finish with either a two, three or four seed. Yeah, that's crazy, isn't that? Isn't that crazy how things change? It is unbelievable. Because be- right before the right before the All Star break, we were worried that you know things might deteriorate yeah. a little bit, and obviously it's the opposite. That's correct. So that's awesome. So uh, well, Dan, and again, Eli, think- let's call it the way it is. I mean, let's just be very blunt about this. They got a big break against Portland when they didn't play anyone. Sure. They won a slugfest against the Clippers, which was one of their signature wins of the year, as you pointed out, and, and then. You know, they took advantage of the Oklahoma City without their stud all-star, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. So, you know what? They're getting breaks, but they're taking advantage of their breaks. And Shea Gilgis-Alexander has already been ruled out of the game tomorrow. 
Fox, by the way, is questionable tomorrow, so that would even up the that that. But uh, the Kings are the Kings are getting a lot of breaks here. Take advantage of them, and they're also getting a Clippers team on Friday night that plays the night before against the Warriors. Now, as you and I have talked about, that's not always a benefit. I believe the Kings are only two and eight when they play a team on a second night of a back-to-back. But mm-hmm. so the Clippers are yeah. going to be, you know, they're a team that's going to be playing the night before. And who the hell knows with the Clippers? You know how they are. They could rest Kawhi yeah. Leonard. They could rest Paul George. That's just the way they run their team. Grant, we have had a lot of breaks, but I think the difference is is now we're actually taking advantage of them because in the past yep. we did not. And, of course, we've Correct. had so many things go against us in the past how many ever years that it's uh, it's about time to get some of those breaks. And Correct. I'm glad they're taking advantage of them. So, um, Grant, do you think that at this point it would be better for them to end up in the top four, or is it not really a big deal if they get to five or six just because their home and road records are so similar? Yeah, I don't think it's that big of a deal uh, because of how well the Kings have played on the road this year. I really don't. I think that sometimes when you're going through this for the first time, starting off at home can actually, I don't want to say be a detriment. That's not the word I'm looking for, but that's a lot on your plate in the buildup. I've always felt, and you know, believe it or not, I can still remember when the Kings were in the playoffs, although it, it, it's hard <laughs> to do, but I always relished and I, I got the sense that the players did of being on the road where it's you against the world. And that mm-hmm. mentality was always so refreshing with that group in the 2000s. They, they loved going on the road and they knew that, you know, it was them and them only, you know, against all the elements, the media, the fans, you know, and many times the officials. They love that. So sometimes going on the road in the playoffs actually is not bad at all. And again, the Kings are not going to have any issues, assuming that they do indeed make the playoffs and they really should. But they're very confident on the road. They're not going to have any problems going on the road and feeling like they can win games. Yeah, absolutely. And as far as matchups go, you know, maybe maybe they don't want to get to number two because right now number seven is the Warriors. Obviously, that's going to change a lot. But I sure would rather have them play the Dallas Mavericks in the yeah. first round rather than the yeah, you Warriors. Do, you, you do not want to play the Warriors uh, or the Lakers in any way, shape, or form, in my opinion. You just don't. If the Warriors are healthy, that's if. That means Steph Curry. That means Clay. That means Draymond. That means Wiggins. I'm just sorry. The Kings would be underdogs in that series. That's just the reality. That's the team that won the NBA World Championship last year. We can't forget that. So I'm with you. Playing the Warriors in the first round would be incredible excitement. It would blow away Northern California from a sports sense. I mean, it would be unlike anything we've ever experienced before. But if you're Sacramento, that's not really what you want. Yeah, so we just don't need to worry about each game as much now and just hope that they at least do 500 or maybe a little worse. But yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Absolutely. Sounds good, Grant. Eli, good hearing from you. You take care. Thanks, you too. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, 
being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get to uh, Brian. He's next here. Uh, listen, I pay Brian. Hey, Grant, how are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Oh, just calling in, chiming in on all the topics. Uh, first of all, congratulations. Over 30,000 uh, subscribers, listeners on the on all the shows. That's that's just phenomenal news. Congratulations. And yeah, let's Thank get you. it to 50, you know, 100%. Yep. Uh, Thank you. Well, uh, in order to get to 50, in order, hey, listen, just so you know, in order to get to 50, I need people like you and everyone else spreading the word. Because I like today, I was doing a show with Sean Salisbury and somebody hit the chat message that they just found me. They they didn't even know I was doing this. So there are still a lot of people that still don't know uh, about my programming. So spread the word. But thanks very much. What I I didn't mean to cut you off. What, What were you saying? Oh, no, you're totally right. You know, I even even some of my good buddies uh, who are Grant fans, you know, with even the last month, you know, first time they'd be chimed in. So, you know, following up with friends, uh, acquaintances is totally what needs to be done. And word of mouth spreads quickly in this region. And as you alluded to, we'll get there. Yes, Uh, indeed. Well, when when I was looking at the standings, now that, I mean, things could not have gone any better to start you know these first three games as you alluded to you know we took advantage of the two games uh, uh that were missing stars and all we can do is just play the schedule and win the game and of course the big win on friday and coupled with the couple of the other top six teams taking a few losses it just could not have gone any better these first three games out of the out of the gate here nope no you could not have written a better scenario than coming out of the gate for Sacramento. You could not have written a better script. You're 100% correct. Now, looking at this, this is my question to you, because uh, before the All-Star break, 
we were having that conversation, a few of us, uh, what record and, you know, 500 would get it done. Looking at yep. 500 record now, that puts us at 46 and uh, 36. Do you think that's enough to hold on to that three seed? Yes, I do. I do. I think 46 wins right now, you'd be a three seed, but you would be no worse than four. Absolutely no worse than four. And personally, right now, I don't think there's a big difference between three and four in the West right now. Now, that could change in a couple of weeks, but I'm looking at the potential matchups. I don't think there's that big of a difference. No, quite honestly, I just want to be in the top six. I don't want to fall into that seven yeah, yeah. 10 range. Well, you know what I mean? If you're not in the top six, that means the Kings have fallen flat on their face in these final 22 games. That means that they have completely fallen flat on their face if they don't end up in the top six. It's going to be very difficult not to end up in the top six. You could probably win only seven or eight games. You could probably go eight and 14 and end up in the top six. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. Looking at those teams, you you stated a moment ago to Eli – Say, uh, the the Warriors, I don't care what seed they are. I do not want to play them in no. the first round. If we have to cross no. pass, you know, knock on wood, I'm just having fun here. I'd rather play them in the second round. <laughs> but not not you don't you do not you do not want to you do not want to play in a seven game series when Steph Curry is healthy and on the floor. That is not a recipe for success. No, not at all. Not at all. And then even between the you know the Suns, Clippers, and Mavericks. The one team, you know, however it slots out, I would not want to face the Suns in the first round either, just with nope. the matchup, their talent, you know. And obviously yeah. I'm speculating that Durant's going to fall in line there and everything, but, you know, Clippers, yep. Mavericks, anyone else right in there, that's that'd be a fun series. So, I, you know, and that, that, I'm, I'm just having you. fun. we got to get there first. Yeah, I understand. So, I'm right with you on that. Always good, Grant. Thank you. Yeah, this, you know, the Suns are a – with, we don't even know what they're going to be like when Kevin Durant plays, which is very soon, by the way. I mean, that's going to be scary. How are you going to game plan for them? Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Then you got to deal with Aiton down low. I, I, that's not going to be any picnic either. And you remember, you know, as good as the Kings are, and we know they're good, they can't guard their shadow, right? So they're going to be knights. When offensively it's not clicking, what are you going to fall back on? And I'm talking about, you know, when you get to the second season. That's going to be the issue with this team. All right, let me hear from you. Hit your hand icon and we'll put you right on. Don't forget, tomorrow, YouTube, Periscope, Facebook Live, pregame show, halftime show, postgame show. All right, that's tomorrow, Kings and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Shea Gilgus-Alexander is out already. Fox is questionable with a wrist issue. All right? So De'Aaron Fox, hopefully, uh, will be able to play. But if not, I still think the Kings will win the game. I I just don't think Oklahoma City can score enough uh, to beat Sacramento. I just don't see it. All right, again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, and we will put you right on. Hope you're having a good Monday. Hard to believe that the weekend and all the things that occurred with the Kings. I mean, what a wild weekend. And now we're zeroing in on the final 22 games and things are looking incredible, looking absolutely incredible. Something else, and I, we don't have to get into it today, but I want you to think about this.
I talked about this with Sean Salisbury on the YouTube show a little while ago. The pitch clock in baseball. I have not watched a spring training game yet, but the feedback seems to be fairly positive, and the length of games are being reduced to 230, 240, as opposed to 330, 340. I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Let's The game is so damn slow. Let's speed the game up, and I'm really hoping that this becomes – you know, a part of the game now. It's just the way it is. So I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch any of the first few uh, spring training games, but I like it. I really do. I like it a lot. I'm a, I'm a real big fan of that. Speed the game up, man. Move the game along. Of course, you know, infielders can't have uh, any portion of their cleat on the grass. In the outfield, there's no shift. I like that. You know what? Fix the game. It's what Adam Silver needs to do. Fix his game. The game needs to be fixed. All right, it's a joke. Fix your damn game. You know, all it is is now a three-point shooting contest. You can do better than that. Fix the game. All right? Fix the game. All right. Again, I want to hear from you. Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll put you uh, right up as uh, we have an off day. Get ready for the Kings uh, and the Thunder uh, coming up. And again, real soon on my website, if you don't like that, we'll have merchandise available. We'll make it so easy for you to order and you can get if you uh, don't like that shirts and everything else. All right, let's get to Al. Al, welcome to the program. How are you, sir? Hello, Al. This happens every now and then with Al. Al's got the green light on, but he's not there. All right, Al, we can try it again, my friend. Haven't heard from Al in a while, and we'd love to chat with him, but unfortunately, he is not able to uh, connect with me. But again, if you want to get in on the program, uh, try it, and uh, hopefully you'll have better luck than Al. I don't know what's going on with Al. This happens every now and then with Al. You know, and then Al comes on and talks about how he's not technologically savvy, and I go, no, Al, I'm not either, and, you know, everything else. It's okay. All right, let's get to Preston. Preston, you're next right here on Listen Up. How are you today, Preston? Hey, Grant. Hey, Grant. I just wanted to comment on how well uh, I've been impressed with Keegan Murray this season. Um, Seems like just getting better and better and he's even been more aggressive here lately and he's just really long and lengthy it's just he's just really good he is very good he had another good game yesterday against oklahoma city and i mean he's a rookie he's going to go through those periods of time but he's getting better every month i mean that's the one thing he's getting better every month he's been a big part of why the kings are 10 games over 500 yeah and he's just been really clutch with those three pointers and just yeah he's just I'm, i'm i'm really impressed with him Yep, that would make two of us. I think a lot of people are impressed with him. He's got great composure for a rookie. It's almost like he he doesn't look like a rookie. He doesn't play like a rookie. Yeah, and I just I'm really and he's been really good defensively. I like the last couple of games he's getting a couple steals here and there. And yep, um, I can't wait to see how well he progresses in his career. Yep, I think he's. I think the Kings have a real gem there, Preston. I really do. All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, we don't talk about him as much as we should. I mean, he is uh, he's having a hell of a season. You know, uh, that was a really good draft pick uh, by Sacramento. And he's got, he's getting valuable experience as we uh, come down the wire. I mean, he's, these are, you know, playoff-type games. And he's getting a lot of seasoning. I think a couple of things. Number one, you know, three years of college, his age, much better than a one-and-done teenager coming in, you know, you look at Keegan, NBA body, ready to play physically. You know, all of those things make a big difference. Two or three years at that age 
for the physical maturation is a really big deal. All right, let's see if we can connect with Al again. Hello, Al. Babe, can you hear me? Al. Yes, sir. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, man, I'm sorry about that. You know, I've been having trouble with the Listen app. I had, to, I had installed it and reinstalled it a couple times, so I haven't been able to call you because it's, it's probably user error. But, uh, you know, I just want to congratulate you on the uh, – on the numbers, man, 30,000, uh, you know, li listeners uh, after Friday's game, man. Wow, that was – that's phenomenal. But, you know, I think it just ties in with how well the Kings are doing. You know, the fans are – I'm so yep. excited to see the team. You know, 10 games over 500. I mean, it's just phenomenal, you know, phenomenal to see. And I'm really, really happy for the diehard fans. And I love hearing the younger yep. fans who call you and talk about – I've never experienced, you know, because me and you, I remember the dip back in the album days, and, and they're younger fans saying, I never experienced a 10 games or, or anything over 500. So it's yep. really nice to see here the hear those young fans uh, being on board with it. And it's just phenomenal. I mean, it's that's, great. It's great. No question. Hey, I, I want to ask you, you know, I saw G Man, you know, he had his 3,000 broadcast. I mean, that's kind of, in my head, you think you're probably like well over two thousand. Would you say your numbers are over two thousand? You no, know, I, I, I never, I never, I never was a numbers guy in terms of how many games I did. What was more important to me is how many games I missed, because I believe going to work every day and going to work was the most important thing in my life, other than my family. And in thirty-two years, I only missed one one game in thirty-two years. And believe it or not, it was a game in Phoenix because I was traveling the day of and they had closed the airport down on several occasions due to thunderstorms. And not only could I not get there, the Kings actually were uh, having a, a big uh, season ticket event in Phoenix for their premium ticket holders and they couldn't get to the game either. And here's the other thing. Ron Artest was on the Kings stand and Ron had to go to L.A. to see a specialist about something and Ron couldn't even get to the game. So I wasn't alone, but that's the only game that I missed in 32 years. So I don't know how many games I did. I wasn't, uh, I'm not a, that didn't really mean that much to me. What meant the most to me was how many games I missed, how many games I missed was more important than how many games I did. And again, I only missed one game in 32 years. That's, that's, uh, that's just unconscious. I can't believe it because <laughs> with everything that could happen in your life on a personal level or some kind, see that's Nate, that's a, uh, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm uh, again. I'm, that's the, that's something that I was the most proud of. Of anything I've ever done was only missing one game in 32 years. It meant the world to me. It's how I was raised. You know, it's what my family preached about. Hey, you know what? Someone's hiring you and someone's paying you. You give them an wow. honest day's work. You go to work. And you know, even when my dad died, I I got a phone call on November second, 2007, from my brother like three and a half hours before the Kings were playing the Spurs in San Antonio. And I did the game that night. Uh, and I did the game the next night in Dallas because my dad said, I don't want you missing a game if anything happens to me. So, you know, again, it's just a different mindset. It's, um, you know, that was the hardest game I had to ever do in my life, that game that night oh. against the Spurs. But it's just, you know, I don't know what else to say. I always believed in going to work and putting in my time and, 
you know, I mean, I had a great job. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I didn't like doing my job, but I, I believe that that was my responsibility. That's what I was getting paid to do. And that was something I was always going to try to do. If I could work, I was going to work. Wow. That, that's, that's, that's emotional for me hearing it. You know, it must've been tough when, when Bert, but Bert told you, he said, son, man, I don't want you missing any time with, with, if I pass, it still must have been yep. really because I know how much how your dad was your yeah your hero and your mentor and he set the table he's he was he's yes person he's the reason the person I, you are today you know what's his values and I don't you know if you heard this, I don't know if you heard I don't know if you heard this story or not they found my dad on the couch in the hmm. afternoon and ESPN was on the TV okay well. Yeah. When I when I talked at my dad's memorial, which was a month later, December second in New York, uh, I shared the story. I said to everyone gathered at my dad's memorial, I said, "For those of you that knew my dad, you know that he watched every game that I did, and he never missed a game. And we used to talk after every game. And I don't know how many people here are aware, but they found my dad in the afternoon, and he was watching ESPN." And that actually has been very comforting for me because that night uh, the Kings only scored 29 points in the first half against San Antonio. And if they had found my dad after the game, I would have had to have the guilt that the Sacramento Kings killed my father with their poor performance <laughs> watching the game. So, oh my God, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. that's something else. I did not know that. I did not know that story, but you know, yeah, well, Bert, you know, he died watching go to the sports on the tube, you know, and yeah, he's always right. been there for you. That's hilarious. And yeah. I'll just say, uh, and this is real quick and I'll let you go. That's a wonderful story. Um, I love it. It sounds like the pitch, the timing on the pitching is really working from what I've read. You know, the pitchers yep. and the hitters, you know, the, the hitters yep. get penalized and they call it. And that's uh, if the pitchers penalized as a ball, if the hitters penalized, it's a, it's a strike. You know, these guys are stepping out, they're adjusting themselves. You know, you're right, man. Just move yeah. on with it. You know, get going, you know? Hey, I have a question so for you. I, I love it. Yeah. I, have a, I yeah. have a question for you. I know you I, I know you ordered the flashlight from Zoom180.com. What do you think of it? I love the flashlight. I got, when I got it, it was charged. So I use it. Oh, my God. I'm walking around the neighborhood at night in the morning where it's pitch dark and the street lights don't do much. But then, uh, and I've already, he's, uh, what's the name? Roy's work on this. Roy. They didn't give me a charger. They didn't include the charger in my package. So I'm waiting on a charger. He's shipping it separately, but no, it's a, it's a phenomenal piece of equipment. And I, I can, I gotta be careful. I'm not going to irritate the neighbors. With the with the light, uh, you know, I'm sure, man, don't go, I'm coming down the street. So it's, a, it's a neighborhood street, you know. And my wife said I was coming up to the house, and when Riley was my dog, and I came up to the house, yeah, and she she saw the light. She goes, she's sitting in the in the family room. She goes, I can't believe I saw that light shining through the the window because the, you know, the blinds were open. So right, you know, it's a great. Great piece of equipment, and man, if you yeah. you need to be seen out there, and you know people drive. Yeah, that, that was yeah. funny. So yeah, I'm, I'm happy with it, man. I'm just waiting on my charging now, so I can get charged it. up again. Hey, Al, you take care. It's good hearing from you.
Oh, yeah. You too, buddy. Take care. Love it. <laughs> All right. You can get a flashlight too. <laughs> I love that story. Uh, Zoom180.com. Uh, Check it out. Zoom180.com. That's great stuff. <laughs> that really is. Zoom180.com. And uh, by the way, for whatever reason, uh, you are not very happy with your flashlight. Roy will give you your money back, a 100% uh, money back guarantee. All right. Don't forget tomorrow on YouTube, Facebook Live, Periscope, pregame, halftime, postgame. Ryan's going to be going solo tomorrow for the pregame. So there you have it, folks. No pressure on the young man. He's going to do great. He'll be on 30 minutes. He'll be on a 4.30 tomorrow Pacific time. All right, 4.30. And I'll be on right here at uh, 4 o'clock. I guess, you know what? How am I going to do this? You know what? Maybe I'll just put YouTube on the Listen app. We could all eavesdrop on Ryan. Oh, my gosh. No pressure at all. All right. Hey, I hope you all have a great rest of your Monday. Thank you so much. Appreciate your support. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. So long, everybody. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.